Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Yeah, the right to remain silent. Anything you say can and will be used against you in a court of law. You have a right to an attorney prior to or during any question. If you can't afford one, the court will want one for you. Do you understand your rights? And the wolf is at your door. You run in zone that. Warning, this episode of Real Life, Real Crime, the podcast may contain descriptions of acts of violence or that of a sexual nature and should be for people that are 18 years or older. Heed my warning, people. I do not get the facts of these cases off of the internet or for some television show. The facts I'm retelling you were presented to me by the victims of the crimes or the perpetrators who committed the crimes against the victims. My descriptions of the crime scenes are what I saw with my own two eyes. If you're going to get offended, please turn this podcast off now. Thank you. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Real Life, Real Crime, the podcast. As always, I'm your host, Woody Overton. Today, I'm going to be concluding the two-part series Eyes, the story of Leslie Dell Martin. And again, I want to give a shout out to all you Patreon and convicts for being my subscribers. Couldn't do the show without you. I appreciate you. And all you lifers out there who make us grow, 
please continue to tell everybody about the show and subscribe and like and share and leave reviews and all that good podcaster stuff. But let's continue with eyes. And when I left you last, I told you how Leslie Dale Martin just absolutely brutally murdered Christina Bergen in 1991. And I told you about the trial and the evidence against him and that the jury came back and found him guilty of first-degree murder. And then they went into the penalty phase of the trial and they listened to what made it aggravating circumstances, which is the rape that he committed upon Christina and the brutality in which he executed her, which included he first strangled her with his bare hands and he thought he'd killed her. Then she woke up and he got a rope and he tied her on her neck to choke her to death in a field beside a pump house in Iowa, Louisiana. But that wasn't enough. He then took a board and placed it on her neck and jumped up and down, up and down, up and down to make sure she was dead. That wasn't enough, y'all. He then took his knife out and he cut Christina's eyes out so she could never identify him as the person who committed his heinous crimes against her. Then he left her in that pump house in the Louisiana heat of the summer where she was found two weeks later, severely decomposed. She had to have a closed casket funeral, and it's just horrible. It's just horrible. But thankful for us, Leslie Dale Martin, is a stupid criminal, and he told everybody that he did it. His friends, he tried to get his friend Russian to alibi him out and told him exactly what he did. Russian turns him in once he realizes two weeks later that Christina actually went missing from the 12th Street bar. And he told the cops, and the cops searched pump houses around Iowa, and they find her, right? And then he tells all these other people that he's locked up with that he did it, and he told them in detail, et cetera. So he's sentenced to death, Louisiana State Penitentiary at Angola, and they ship him out to death row. So let's talk about that. And we're going to get into everything death row in the podcast, Bloody Angola, that Jim Chapman and I are doing. But I'm going to tell you today, for the purposes of the story, some of it. Um, when you go to death row, you're housed in a one-man cell. There's no air conditioner. You you get out one hour a day, supposedly. I think back then you only got out one hour a day, 
twice a week, and that was to shower and a little bit of exercise. Um, but you are housed with the worst of the worst. You go to death row in the state of Louisiana, you are one bad motherfucker. You have, you are evil. You have done the worst of the worst. Okay. There's another 5,000 plus inmates in Angola who are, most of them are down over 80% from murder or multiple murders. Um, but they're not on death row. But they didn't cut anybody's eyes out and do all the shit that he did to Christina. But so he arrives in Angola. They put him in a cell. And I, I think his, his number is like 47 or something like that. I have to check on that. Put him in a cell. And his harsh reality becomes basically solitary confinement. You're locked up by yourself. You're on the row with the worst of the worst. Now, even murderers on the row hate rapists. Okay? There's a lot, let me digress. A lot of them are there because they raped and murdered, but the ones who didn't, the regular murderers and shit like that, that they hate rapists and murderers. So they naturally are going to give Leslie Dale Martin a hard time, right? So he's doing the worst time that you can do, and he has an execution date. Unfortunately, in the state of Louisiana, it takes many, many, many years because of the appeals process. And you've heard me say it so many times that it costs so much more to put a person to death in the state of Louisiana than it does to house them for the rest of their life because of all their appeals process, which we pay for. Whatever jurisdiction that person is convicted in, those taxpayers have to pay for that appeals process, and it's in the millions and millions of dollars. Not to mention that they get all these court hearings and the appeals process, and the family, like Christina's family, had to suffer through all of it. All right. Um, Martin hated it. The, the absolutely hated being on death row. And at one point, he had a, a death date of February the 8th. But at the last second, the U.S. Supreme Court, Justice Antonin Scalia, the guy who just died recently, y'all, during Trump's term, he halted the execution about 20 minutes before Martin was scheduled to enter the death chamber at Angola's Camp F. And Bloody Angola will explain to you about all the different camps and the letters, and um, every one of them is different. Some of them are all dormitories where, you know, 200 inmates are housed in bunk beds. Some of them are cell blocks. And I like the worst back then used to be Camp J, other than death row. It used to be Camp J. But the even when you're on death row, Right before you get executed, they move you to Camp F, and they put you in a single-man cell there, and you're by yourself. There's nobody on this on this tier with you, a tier meaning uh, a, a long hallway that has several cells on it. And they put you in there, and they put you on suicide watch. They take all your shit from you, and you're waiting to die, okay? 
the uh, but they put somebody outside your cell to watch you twenty four hours a day to make sure that you don't cheat the state of Louisiana out of their execution, meaning that you can't commit suicide, and they can make sure that. So by the time they get to kill you, they don't want you to cheat them. And, in, and as far as I know, it's never happened. Nobody in the, in the death watch is what they call it. The death watch cell has ever been successful in committing suicide before the execution. But so think about that. They, they take you off the row. You know you're going to the death house. You got your date. This is after all this appeals. Y'all, he's been down a long, long time. And they put you in that cell in at, at the last second they come in and they prepare you they dress you and your shit you know whatever you're going to be executed in and they give you you know a last meal and and prayer if you need it or whatever you get to visit with your family members and what have you well that's a hell of a lot more than Christina got but he's getting ready to be executed and 20 minutes before the execution, the United States Supreme Court said, no, don't kill him. And they decided in March, they gave him a temporary stay, okay, in February, while they discussed it. They would have got the briefs in the Supreme Court, and they're like, oh, shit. We're going to err on the side of caution. We're going to delay this execution, which happens all the time, y'all. At the last second, we're going to delay it while we review this case and decide whether or not we're going to look at it. And what they did was they started looking at it. And then in March, they decided not to hear Leslie Dale Martin's case. And the temporary stay of execution, that was Martin's fifth, okay, Four other times he had been that close to death, but he got to stay. I don't think he was ever 20 minutes away from death, but he, you know, he had his, his death date. And four other times the, during the appeals process, they delayed the death. But they decided not to hear it, and the temporary stay of execution was lifted. Um, but the the... This was because they they got the temporary stay because um, Martin's attorneys tried to discredit the testimony uh, of a witness they called a jailhouse snitch. Y'all, and this witness was the guy I told you about, Marlon Sweet. And Marlon Sweet testified that Leslie Dale Martin told him all the details of what he did to Christina and that he raped her and killed her. Okay, but a document got turned over to Martin's defense attorneys in February that showed that Sweet had been diagnosed as a pathological liar at the time of Martin's trial. So they're now saying, oh, well, you know what? His testimony, which was partially used, it wasn't the only thing by far, partially used to convict him and get him sentenced to death, can't be heard because Sweet had already been diagnosed as a pathological liar. Well, guess what? Sweet may be a pathological liar, may have been a pathological liar, but didn't mean he was lying about this. And he knew the details and no one else can know. And he only knew it because Martin was stupid enough to tell him. But 
the in February the defense attorneys um, failed to mention that Martin told a friend that Christina Burgeon accused him of raping her, and that's why he killed her. Now, Louisiana law allows the death penalty only when they're asserting certain aggravating circumstances in a murder. And in Martin, Leslie Dale Martin's case, the aggravating circumstances were that Christina's murder occurred during the process of this rape or because of this rape. Well, what do they do? Send him back to the row where he's been for years and years and years. And then you would think of, you know, death row like that. Let me tell you, in prisons, and we'll go then to this in detail in Bloody Angola, but in prisons, you get counted all day long, every hour. And now they have major counts and minor counts. And the major counts are uh, certain times of the day. I'm not going to tell you when. Certain times of the day that they do a count, and all movement in the prison has to freeze while everything is counted, all the numbers. Everybody, every correctional officer counts their inmates. They have to call it in to the radio room or the control center, and the control center is the only one who actually knows how many prisoners are actually there. But they add up all the numbers, and the count has to clear. All the numbers that are called into them, meaning correctional officers actually physically counted that these inmates are still inside the wire at Angola are there, and they add up the numbers, and they call it clearing the count, okay? And the count clears, then everybody gets to go back to work and shit like that. Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. I started in myeloma nearly 25 years ago, and at that time, the average expectation of life in someone with myeloma was maybe one to two years. But even just in this last 10 to 12 years, we have doubled, if not tripled, the average survival of patients. I saw a new patient this week, and we had this conversation that based on what we've done over the last decade, my expectation is that patient's going to live more than 10 years. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Shout out to Astro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. My allergies are throwing my whole morning off. Do I sound different to you? I love that. You sound like, <laughs> it's that time of year there, bro. I sound different to me. I feel like I'm in a submarine. Yeah, well, have you tried Astro? It's faster, bro. Oh. Right? Astro is the first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Hey, I use this. And you should too, Jim. Last weekend, I planted my garden, and it's that time of the year, and my allergies really kicked up with it, right? I use Astapro every time my nasal allergies flare up, and I'm always amazed at how fast I'm back in the game, down on those roads, playing my stuff. 
Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to AstaproAllergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O Allergy.com. It's faster, bro. Uses directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Astapro and go. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. But death row, fuck, they ain't going anywhere. And, you know, I, I'll tell you this. When I had four uh, cell blocks that I ran, and two of them were administrative segregation, and two of them were working cell blocks, which are extended lockdown tiers. And I had to count them, especially during the major counts. Now, guess what? These people are, are – well, the working cell block had two to a cell – but the ones on admin segregation, there was one man to sell. And they're not fucking going anywhere. It's, can I tell you that you know, you're supposed to make around every 15 minutes per sell and actually put eyeballs on your inmate, and you go back out and you write it in a notebook. Well, I can promise you that I didn't always make my rounds every 15 fucking minutes. It, the, it just didn't happen. And sometimes I would put in a log book that I made around if I didn't make the round. And for whatever reason, maybe, maybe I was in the bathroom. I don't know, but that's a common practice. Um, but on death row, fuck, where are they going? They locked in their cell, right? And in the, now these cells, y'all, these tiers, when I say a tier, that's not, you don't have sales on one side and sales on the other where they can look at each other all day long and talk back and forth. The sales are all on one side of the tier. Okay. The other side of the tier has a row of windows, which are, are barred over and screened over. So they can't really see out or anything. Sometimes they'll have one of those big uh, fans in the window that blows it, circulates air on the tier. But these sales are all on one side in so if they're going to do any kind of communication between each other, they do what they call chitin. Um, 
that's when they pass notes. They'll get a string and they throw it down the tier of fishing or kiting. They throw it down the tier. The next inmate will grab it with whatever through the screen and they'll pass it to whoever it goes to. The other way they communicate is through the ventilation system, not, a, not air conditioner people. The ventilation system behind their toilets, they can get in. And sometimes they, they communicate through the toilets. Uh, talking down, they'll flush the toilet and talk through the hole, and it goes through the pipe system. The convicts have are ingenious when it comes to shit like that. But the death row, you wouldn't think shit could happen, right? But guess what? Those inmates on death row have 24 hours a day, seven days a week to figure out how to operate. That's their life. The correctional officers are there for 12 hours at a time. Then they go home. The convicts never leave. The problem with that is, on death row, Leslie Dale Martin certainly had communication with other convicts, other death row inmates. Now, all the other camps I told you about, of course, are surrounded by razor wire and everything like that in uh, guard towers, most of them, uh, you know, with a guard up there with a rifle or shotgun. Death row has got to be, you think it's the most secure place in the whole prison, right? No way anybody can conspire. They might think about escaping. There's no way anybody's ever going to escape from death row because it's fucking death row. I mean, you, you're locked in your cell. You can't physically see anybody else unless they're walking past you to go take their shower or have their hour out. Um, you're locked in your cell, mostly 23 hours a day. How the fuck are you going to plan anything? Now, Leslie Martin, no doubt in my mind, he's a dumbass. But that didn't mean he didn't hate the row. And he didn't want off the row. Mainly, he didn't want to get fucking executed. Remember I told you about the stay? He's 20 minutes away from going in and being strapped down on the table and being lethally injected? Well, I think that would light a fire under anyone's ass to try to do anything they could to get out. But death row? You can't get off that motherfucker, right? Wrong. In November of 1999, Martin, Leslie Dale Martin, and three other condemned men who were sentenced to die on death row rocked Angola when they escaped. Y'all, they didn't just escape from their cells. It's not like they just got out of their cells and they're locked in on the tier. Now, the end of the tier, it's not open. There's a door there. It's locked. It's controlled by a control center, or you have to have a key to physically open it. And, and we're going to go into detail on this, because this is a big fucking deal. Uh, we're going to tell this story on Bloody Angola, but I'm telling you Martin's part. They not only escaped their cells, but they escaped the very building that housed Death Row. And they hauled ass. But guess what? When you escape the building, you still got to get outside the wire. 
the concertina wire. It's, it's wired on, on top of fences and on the bottom of the fences. Lots of times it's stacked up three and four rows deep. And it's round wire that has razor blades all the way around it. Every inch of it has razor blades. And so the concept is you get to into the concertina wire, you're going to get cut, and you're going to continue to get cut, and you get tangled up in it. But these four convicted, sentenced to death, murderers, or whatever the fuck they were, not only escaped their cells, they escaped the building, and they escaped the wire. And they run for their lives. Thankfully, Angola has what they call their own chase team. Now, the chase team is made up of correctional officers who have bloodhounds, okay? They show up to work every single day. They go straight to where the dogs are housed, and they train these dogs to track inmates in case there's ever an escape. And now, I've used them many times, uh, Angola's, DCI, different prisons, chase teams. When we had manhunts going on in law enforcement, shit, we called them out. You know why? Because they're the best in the world. And they literally let trustees come out however many days a week, uh, come out and run. And they gave them so long to run, and they could figure out, they have it down to a science, how far approximately you've gotten since the last time you were seen and they know to set the perimeter outside of that, but then the chase team goes, and they would let these these trustees run, and the con the the guards, the chase team would use the bloodhounds and track them down, and they always found them, y'all. Okay, but on this case, holy shit, can you imagine being the correction officer who goes down the tier because you're going to make your real count, your hard count, and you see. Four fucking death row inmates missing. Their cells are open. And they be gone. So you have to sound the alarm. And that sends the whole prison to shut down. Everybody, if you're out in the field working on the line, they lock your ass up. Everybody gets locked down. There's nobody in the rest in, in the rec rooms. There's nobody on the yards. There's nobody in the prison laundry. There's nobody in the fucking kitchen. Everybody gets locked down. They have if you're if, if you live in a dormitory, they tell you to catch your bunks and you can't say a fucking word. And the whole prison is dead silent while these inmates are being pursued. Now, shit, we're gonna tell you a million escape stories on Bloody Angola. This one being one of the most famous, but the they do what they do. Chase team gets notified. Everybody's in no shit mode, and they start tracking the guys. And I'm not gonna tell you everything because I want to tell you on Bloody Angola, but the they tracked them for a couple miles. All right, now Angola, thankfully, is surrounded by three sides by the Mississippi River, and. If you've ever seen this part of the Mississippi River down south, the you can look at the river and it'd be like a 50-foot oak tree. You look at the river and it's flowing south, right? But there's so many, so much current and eddies in the river, there'll be a 50-foot oak tree going upriver while the other water's going downriver. It's crazy. To try to swim the Mississippi River, you're going to fucking drown if the gators don't get you, right? But 
these four death row inmates headed for the river. The other obstacle on Angola is what we call the Tunica Hills, and they're fucking impassable. They're as close as to, ma- in, to mountains as you'll get in the state of Louisiana, and they're full of deep ravines and just in, impenetrable. It's almost like I say that some people can get out, I guess, but it, it's almost like a, another natural barrier. But these guys head for the river, and the chase team gets after them, and they get down to the swamp by the river, uh, and they ultimately caught them. Now, when you're on the chase team, if you see the convicts that are running, you don't have to fire a warning shot. You shoot them to stop, technically, but you better believe if they were still going to run, they were going to shoot them. If they killed them, all the better. The price of a bullet is a lot less than the price of execution. But they caught them, y'all. They caught them down by the river, and we'll tell you all the details on Bloody Angola. But the... They bring them back, relock them up, then the investigation begins. Now, Burl Kane was the warden at the time, and I worked for Burl Kane when I was with the Department of Corrections before he went to Angola at DCI, and we had escapes. I've seen this man when inmates escape. I've been in the prisons when inmates escape. That's why I can tell you about the lockdown and everybody being locked down, et cetera, in Burl was relentless or is relentless and he not only would have a chase team he would have all-terrain vehicles uh, ex-military vehicles i mean they knew what they were doing people they practiced it non-stop but they 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 catch them and you would think they would be shot no they knew they knew they were killed if they didn't give up so they bring them back investigation starts and it turns out, unfortunately, as in so many cases, all the contraband, all the drugs, now cell phones, they didn't have them back in 91 and 93 when I was there. Um, cell phones are a big thing now. But every 90% of everything illegal that gets into a prison is brought in by a correctional officer. Okay? One of these four men on death row bribed a correction officer. Now, that, I'm sure that's a, a process that took a long time. They had to befriend them and then get their trust and everything else. And, you know, however they did it, I don't, we'll go into that on Bloody Angola. But they paid a guard to bring in, to smuggle in hacksaw blades. In the inmates on death row, these the ones that escaped, the convicts from, that escaped, including Martin, used the hacksaw blades to cut their cell doors open, okay? And then, this, is a, now, this didn't happen, y'all, in, in an hour or two. This happened over a two- or three-week period. Then they would get out of their cells because remember I told you the guards don't always make those rounds like they're supposed to. They got out of their cells and they took turns cutting a window on the cell block, the bars off the window, using those same smuggled-in hacksaw blades. And this happened over a two- or three-week period. Now, other correctional officers who never noticed 
and you walking up and down this tier 15 times a shift or whatever, and you don't just go and count. You have to go down with a nurse for medical call, and you got to go feed them and all this bullshit. You are always supposed to pull on the doors when you go by, but you get institutionalized, and you don't do it. Had they pulled on any one of these four doors in this two- to three-week period, they would have seen that the door didn't lock. All right? They also damn well should have been looking at the windows. But in their mind, couldn't happen, right? But it did. So it was a combination of the one shitbag, punk-ass correction officer who was paid to bring in the hacksaw blades and knew it was going to happen the whole time. Now, what are you fucking thinking? Right? You don't think these assholes are going to kill somebody? They're all down for murder or multiple murders. And but you don't care because you got you a little bit of money. And how much money could they have? Anyway, then the other guards who happen to be assigned to that cell block, they're fucked also. It shit rolls downhill, right? And they all got in trouble, but nobody ever got prosecuted. Um, but that's not it. You think it's over with. Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. He looked at me. I have been his patient for more than 20 years. And he said, this is really strange. You're an African-American, age 57. I've never seen this before. This back pain that you're continually having with no signs of osteoporosis. No signs, exactly. And I didn't have any signs of osteoporosis in my family history. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, 
all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Two months later, in January, two guards were listening. And sometimes they have what they call the pipe chase behind cell blocks. That's where all the plumbing runs for toilets and stuff. And they'll have a door off the cell block where you can enter the pipe chase. And sometimes I would go in the pipe chase and listen to inmates or convicts or if I smell smoke, you know, whatever, or weed, and go down there and try to find out which cell from the inside while being quiet. But somehow these two guards, whether they use the pipe chase or not, they heard Leslie Dell Martin talking to another death row inmate about their next escape attempt. And they were planning it out to the details where this time they were going to take hostages and use the hostages to get out of the prison. Never would have worked, people. Warden Burrow Kane's rule was you take a hostage, you're going to die. And they teach you all about hostage training. If you ever get be taken a hostage, we'll tell you about that in Bloody Angola. But Burl Kane was like, you know what? Fuck that. That's enough. He immediately had Leslie Dale Martin transferred to the death chamber holding cell at Camp F, which is several miles, y'all, from the death row building. And oh, let me tell you this. The death row building is close as I, I always thought this was crazy. The death row building is is the very first building closest to the prison gates. I never really understood that, but it is what it is. Now, Camp F, and remember, Angola is over 18,000 acres, and all these camps are spread out, which helps cut down on escapes and stuff. But it also helps have inmates in the areas where they're going to work, like in the fields or the horse barns, whatever it may be. But they he transfers them to Camp F, puts them in a single-man cell, and puts eyeballs on them 24-7 until his execution date. Now I'm going to read you an article from the Lake Charles Press, okay? It says, Convicted Killer Executed for the 1991 Murder by Vincent Lupo and Sonny Marks. This was published on May the 11th of 2002. It says, Angola. Dash. Leslie Dale Martin was executed here Friday, nearly 10 years after he was convicted of raping and killing a Magnese student he met at a bar. Martin, 35, was declared dead at 8.16 p.m. He was intravenously injected with a combination of three drugs designed to put him to sleep, stop his breathing, and then stop his heart. He told Wardenboro Kane something directed at Martin's attorney, who was Clive Stafford Smith. They got him strapped to the table, y'all, and getting ready to inject him. And I'm not, this is not an article. I'm telling you what happened. 
They're getting ready to inject him in Martin turns his head sideways, looks at his attorney, and says, you're fired. <laughs> um, but he did it in a kind of light and funny way, Warden Kane said. Uh, it, Kane said Martin was calm and collected, and his demeanor was okay. He said he showed very little reaction. And Kane told him right before they inject him, I'm y'all mad in part of this, but Kane told him, but he always tells the condemned, he said, be ready to see Jesus' face. And when the injections began, Barden said to Cain, when am I going to feel something? I don't feel anything. You're going to feel sleepy in just a minute, Cain told him. Barden left his glasses on until minutes before he died. Cain said, Martin wants to see the witnesses and his spiritual advisor, humanist Paula Emanuel, who was from the Netherlands. Emanuel said after the execution, any criminal has been many times a victim before. The parents of the murder victim, Christina Bergen, witnessed the execution. Both smiled at the news conference afterwards. I'm just happy. Her mother, Diane Gudo of Lake Charles, said, My smile says it all, said Burgeon's father, Charles Burgeon of Lake Charles. My smile is all I've got to say. I'm finished with him. The parents stood up and left the room as Stafford Smith stepped to the microphone. Martin did ask me to say some things. And one was that he is indeed very sorry for what happened. And so am I. Very sorry for what everyone has gone through, he said. But I don't want people to be left with the impression that this is somehow someone who is cold and calculating. We are all better than the worst things we ever did in our lives. I'm very sorry that everyone feels that way and can't see past the worst thing each of us ever did. Last-minute efforts to halt the execution failed, unlike February the 8th when Martin won a reprieve from the U.S. Supreme Court less than 30 minutes before he was scheduled to die. Thirteen witnesses watched last night as Martin breathed his last at 4.45 p.m. He ate his last meal, boiled crawfish, crawfish stew, toasted French bread, garden salad with Italian dressing, banana nut oatmeal cookies, and whole milk with chocolate syrup. I'm going to skip down. I'm going to read you uh, part of this execution timeline because I think it's important. um, So he's housed in the death cell, right? Uh, And the death cell is only like 20 yards from the execution chamber. But it's a process. He gets to have his last visitors, his last meal, and shit like that. But there's two sides that witness every execution, and it's limited to a certain number. There's the victim's family. Then there is the person that's going to be executed's family and whoever, I think, two, two witnesses they want. And I think that they usually do a lottery drawing for two members, maybe four members of the media. 
they get to witness it so they can report it to the public. It is not publicly um, televised or anything like that. But at 7.45 p.m., the 13 witnesses are led to the death house. That's where he's housed in a cell, and that's where the execution chamber is, y'all. The viewing room is divided into two segments by a wall and a sliding door. Members of the victim's family and a Lake Charles TV news reporter are among the witnesses on one side. And Martin's attorney and the West Feliciana Parish coroner and two print media reporters are included on the other side. At 7.50 p.m., Richard Stalder, the secretary of the Department of Public Safety and Corrections, hands documents to Martin's attorney, Clive Stafford Smith. The paperwork indicates the U.S. Supreme Court's refusal to halt the execution. 7.52 p.m., similar paperwork is handed to a representative of Governor Mike Foster. The representative is also a witness to the execution. 7.58 p.m., Martin is led into the death chamber. His spiritual advisor joins Stafford Smith in the witness room as 10 straps are used to tether Martin to the gurney. Laughter and loud talking can be heard from the family side. And they all, they mean Christina's family side. The mood and on the other side is somber and subdued. That is Martin's side. Stafford Smith and spiritual advisor Paula Emanuel embrace each other, hold hands, and at times wipe tears away. Martin is seen mouthing inaudible words to Emmanuel through the glass. At 8 p.m., the window, the window curtains that surround the Jeff Death Chamber to y'all that so that the witnesses don't see him getting strapped down and all that, um, they're opened. At that time, the witnesses, now remember the, the family, Christina's family can't see his family. They're separated by a wall. But at this time, when the curtains are open, everybody sees him strapped down to the table. Warden Burl Kane is in the room. Oh, one of the reasons they have the curtains closed is uh, that's when they're putting the IVs into Leslie Dale Martin's arms, and the, they keep the curtains closed so that the technicians who are actually inserting the IVs remain anonymous. But curtains open, they read the death warrant to Martin. They ask him, Burl Kane, ask him, do you have any last words? Martin didn't have shit to say. They start the injections. He asked Burl Kane, Warden Kane, when am I going to feel something? I'm not feeling anything. And of course, it takes a minute or two. He gets knocked out, and the other two shots follow, and he's executed. And the fires of hell burn a little bit brighter as you rode that lightning. I think that. I think because of what he did to Christina, I don't know. The, the, it's not my place to judge. If it was in a perfect world to me, because he would, what he did to Christina, he would have went straight to hell, and then he's burning for eternity. Anyway, I'll go back to it. 8.05 p.m., the curtain is open. 
Martin speaks frequently with Warden Burl Kane, who remains at his head the entire time. The words cannot be heard by the witnesses. Sound is only turned on if Martin has any official last words, and he declines to make a statement. Martin has a monster clipped to his finger and tubes running into his wrist and stomach. He is dressed in a white T-shirt and white pants with prison-issued slippers. Several minutes after Martin's chest stops rising and falling, his face and hands turn blue. Kane gets the flatline signal from monitors. The warden signals for the coroner to enter the death chamber. 8.16 p.m. Both the coroner and the medical director of the prison check Martin's chest and neck with the stethoscope. They pull his eyelids up. They declare over the microphone that Martin is officially dead. Martin's body is sent from the death chamber to the prison morgue where it will be held overnight. Martin's family will get the body Saturday. Kane says they intend to cremate him. So that's the end of Leslie Dell Martin, y'all. Um, heart goes out, man, to Christina's family. I just can't imagine. And I don't know if they're still alive or not still alive or whatever. That's been another... 23 years ago, but any of her surviving family members, heart goes out to you. Um, Leslie Del Martin, I'm I'm thankful he was executed. And they used to call it riding the lightning when they used the electric chair. And we'll tell you about that in Malala Angola. But um, now they call it riding the needle, right? He rode the needle. I think hopefully he's where he should be. But the family getting to have eyes on Martin as he turned blue. It'll never bring their daughter back. That's a little bit of justice. And I'm going to include the series, Eyes. I thank everybody for listening. I love and appreciate each and every one of you. Patreon convicts, love you can't be a Patreon convict member. I totally get it. Check out the Real Life Real Crime Community app. It's free to download from the App Store. Today, I was released from Facebook jail for the first time. Um, I don't even know what y'all, what they put me in for. That's another reason that we started the app. And I'm checking the app first. I can promise you that. But I have all the, I mean, I can't knock Facebook. We got over 38,000 on our private group, the crew page. I've got like five other Facebook pages or more now with Scorch Justice and Bloody Angola and, and all that. But the, but check out all those things. Follow me on Instagram at Real Life Real Crime, at Overton Woody, at Scorch Justice, at Bloody Angola. Um, follow me and wherever you listen to a podcast if you would leave me a review and subscribe and all that good podcasts or stuff and Louisiana Organ Procurement Agency those are my people they are non-profit saving lives every day if you want to be an organ donor and you haven't signed up and you're a lifer from 
Guatemala and you're a lifer from Guatemala, go to lopa.org, take about two minutes, fill out the form. You don't have to be from Louisiana to become an organ donor. Give the gift of life, sight, and all that good stuff. Be a hero. And I'm Woody Overton, your host of Real Life, Real Crime, the podcast. And until next time or ever, don't let me catch you out on murder by you. Peace. Yeah, the right to remain silent. Anything you say can and will be used against you in a court of law. You have a right to an attorney prior to or during any question. If you can't afford one, the court will appoint one for you. Do you understand your rights? And the wolf is at your door. You're running so that's for sure. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.